Hello and welcome to episode 176 of Navigating the Modern World. I'm Kimberly Johnson. If you have never been here before, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you return in those random moments that I put out new content, thank you. Um... Today I'm going to chat about kind of this idea of transitioning our thinking when something is hard or challenging, really transitioning from making it about us and our character and instead making it about learning about growing as an individual about growing you know the things that really matter to you I always kind of feel like if something feels challenging to you then it would seem that there's something important there you know sometimes I Things will happen that it, it seems like I should be upset, and I'm not. And I'm always kind of like, oh, okay, well, those things you can kind of just like let slide a little bit. And, you know, you don't need to spend too much time or energy on them. And then the things that feel really challenging or sticky or hard are the areas that maybe you could spend more time investigating, sitting with, feeling, all of those types of things. And this podcast is really born out of, I've been dealing with a challenge at work, and the challenge has been really, really tough for me. And I wasn't really sure why, but I've been like sitting with the feelings and what's been happening and what's been going on. And I've been trying to figure out why it's been so hard. And that's kind of where this, honestly, this realization occurred of, oh, okay. You are making this about you like that there is something wrong with me or I did something wrong versus this very more kind of like looking at something from being outside of it. When we think something is about us or we think we did something wrong, we are like, I call it like inside the circle. And it's really hard. The circle can be really closed in when you are a part of that circle and it's like it can be really hard to see things clearly and it can be really hard to know what actions to take it can be really hard to know what the next steps are but if you step outside the circle and you look at the circle you're more able to examine the circle and I've I've used this example before but if you take your hand like you spread your hand out like you're going to give someone like a really open-handed high five and you put the the hand over your face so if you put the hand over your face a lot of things happen but one of the main things that happens is that the the intricacies of the hand or the shape of the hand or the you know the actual full vision of the hand disappears you can see like 
part of the lines. You can see part of the color. You can see, you know, kind of shadowy parts of the hand, but you can't see the whole hand. So it's hard to make a decision if you can't see the whole of something. And when, often when, this is, this is what I feel like I have been learning, is that often when something feels really challenging, one place that you can look, there's a ton of other places that, you know, or reasons that it could be challenging, but one place you could look is, am I inside the circle? Am I making this about me? And for me in this situation, so in work situations, sometimes I don't make all the right decisions. You know, it's a very real part of life and of work. And it's really hard to be with those things because I am kind of a perfectionist. I want to do everything as right as possible. And I definitely want to be seen as if I'm doing everything as right as possible. And so sometimes when maybe I don't do everything correctly, I find myself really feeling challenged and like trying to figure out what to do next, trying to figure out how to make it right, trying to figure out how to like not look stupid, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I'm like inside the circle because everything then becomes of like, oh, I've made the wrong decision. And it's also really interesting because what also happens is often I will have stronger emotions toward the other person as well. It's almost like when you're frustrated at a person, that's a one, you know, that's, that's one thing. But when you're frustrated at a person, at a person, and then you're also frustrated at yourself, it begins to compound things. And then I can actually feel more frustrated just at the other person and myself. It just gets bigger, it feels like. And so I've been in the circle for <clears throat> honestly, like a week. And I've been, I've been having, I've been so stressed out about it that I've been having stress dreams. And I feel like at this moment, I've done everything that I can to try to make it as right as possible. And now I'm kind of waiting on the other side, which there's a few things going on. One, it feels really uncomfortable in the unknown. Because what the brain does is when we're in the unknown. It just makes up a bunch of things that could happen. Um, and that always makes things bigger than they are. You know, it's like the brain is always thinking, at least my brain, worst case scenario. This is how it's going to go. Or this is what the person's going to say. Or, you know, it's like this person doesn't respect me. This person, you know, it's like it just becomes so big. And I think that honestly, I am, I am really into solving things in the moment, but it, I'm not actually into solving them in the moment because that's always the right decision. Like sometimes the right decision is to walk away and give some time and space, of course. But I actually like to handle things in the moment because the discomfort or the unknown is really challenging to be with. It just is really challenging to be with. And so in this situation, I've done what I can. Now I'm kind of waiting. And I've been really caught up in the circle, kind of like the whirlwind of the circle. And I think ultimately, 
what I made up about myself when I was in the circle is that like, maybe I'm not good at this job and maybe I need to do something else and something different. And my therapist would say that I'm like creating, you know, like I'm committing suicide to the life that I have. You know, it's like when we're uncomfortable and we don't know what to do, sometimes we will begin to dream about other lives or, you know, begin to research other jobs or do whatever, you know, and it's like we're like we're trying to commit suicide to the moment that we're in. We're trying to commit suicide to the the discomfort in our bodies or the situation in life or whatever instead of like facing the thing in life that's making me very uncomfortable and and also just being in the life that is here you know not dreaming up some other life that I think will be better it's like guess what I'm gonna get over there and there's gonna be the same challenges unless I deal with the challenges so my practice continuously is like okay what's going on what's going on what's going on And when I really saw that I was in the circle and that I wouldn't be able to have much perspective in the circle because it's just like all these things are flying around me. It's like it's no longer even just about the situation. It's about it's become so much bigger. And when it's so much bigger, it's like hard to deal with the one little thing in front of you because now there's like a bazillion things out here as well as along with this one little, you know, challenge that you're having. And so... And the funny thing is, is like in retrospect and in in the scheme of things, this is like not even that big of a deal. You know, that's the crazy thing is that in life, things don't have to be a big deal. Like they're not really a big deal. But the when we're caught in the circle and we're ruminating and we're like in this place, things become such a big deal in our minds, you know, and in our body, in the physical body too, because I experience so much of my life with how I'm feeling in the body. And it's really interesting also because when you're in the circle, it's really hard to begin thinking through like, okay, I can fix this. You know, it's like, I know how to fix this here. The steps to fix it, like... It's all good. You know, it's be gentle with yourself. It's not that big of a deal. It's actually okay. Um, but whenever I really realized, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling. There's something going on. I also want to talk about fun later, but we'll talk about that a little bit. But when I pulled myself out of the circle, you know, I saw a few things. One, I really do like one of the things I value most in this life is not creating harm and there can be small H harms like a little H harm and then there's the big H harm you know like big H harm is like you do something that's really hurtful to somebody or just destructive to their life and little H harm could be like you know you make one little decision that isn't for the best for somebody and then you know you got to deal with that little h arm or i don't know you kill an ant i don't know that could be a big h arm i can't quite i can't quite with the killing of anything like spiders or ants or something like i go back and forth whether it's a little h or a big h arm i don't know it's like you're taking something's life that's probably a big h arm anyway um so as i step out I can really begin to see my value of like, okay, like I actually wrote some stuff down, so I'm going to pull it out because I, and I rarely write stuff down for this, but 
there's a few things that came up. It's like, one, I need to be more upfront as quickly as possible. Also with work and maybe even not with work. I think even this could help in relationships sometimes. But it's just like documenting everything that happens so that you can kind of like, because I don't know about y'all, but I don't have that great of a memory. So I often can forget what happens or like I often will think something you know, I will remember something being said and other people won't. And it's like it gets really gray because I don't have the best memory in general. Um, and then it's always like tell the truth. Like tell the truth. Even if the truth is hard, like tell the truth. And, you know, this the one specifically about being up front like as quickly as possible. This one's hard because sometimes especially when you work with people or you are dealing in a relationship or something, things aren't always black and white, right? It's like, for instance, like to make a latte, like it's really black and white. There's two shots of espresso. There's a certain amount of milk and it's either steamed or not steamed. And you put it over ice if it's ice or you heat it up and you put it in a, you know, to go hot cup. Like it's very black and white. It's like, this is how you do it. You can do it every time you can repeat it. When you're with when you're talking about people, things are way more gray. And I think sometimes because of that, I will begin to question how I'm feeling. Or I will be like, I'm not sure how big of a deal it is. Like, is this a big deal? Is this not a big deal? Like, you know, it's like I have a hard time distinguishing. I think also in my role, you know, part of what I think being a good manager is, is you do create connection and relationship with these people. Obviously, I'm not friends with these people, but I am, I am in relational, I have this relational camaraderie and this like connection with them. So then that also affects the gray and makes it even maybe more gray. Because sometimes I'm like, I know this person can do better. And I don't necessarily want to make th- something a bigger deal. But what I'm learning is, is that actually, when you say things as upfront as possible, when you're truthful, even if it's hard, and when you kind of document whatever, that actually you're helping that person grow. Well, I, you know, some of these steps, I think, get blurry when you're thinking about people and with, you know, this individual, like there's some gray area occurring. And I really had begun to tell myself that like I and bad and wrong and like I'm not great at what I do instead of being compassionate and really trying to learn from the situation the situation became like just like oh I'm not good at this so I should go do something else right it's like and we as humans I think do this all the time if we don't feel good at something guess what we stop doing it I mean who has done that I have done that so many times I remember when I I was in college and I joined Ultimate Frisbee. Like, how easy it was for me to walk away when I walked away because it was really hard. And it was like so hard, both um, socially, because they were all like real big partiers. And, you know, there's like, there, there was like this social dynamic that I didn't quite fit into. And then it would like the sport is really hard. And I was like, kind of naturally good at it. But it's really hard. It's like, and to have those two challenges come together, this like toughness, it was really easy for me to step away when I chose to step away. And I think in life, when things do get hard, we often do just step away, whether that is 
mentally stepping away because we want to distract ourselves or, you know, like I was doing, dreaming up some other fancy life that would be better. Or we actually physically distract ourselves. We leave the situation, you know, you break up with the person, you do whatever you have to do so you don't have to face head on the thing that is the most painful. And for me, the thing that's most painful is that I always just think that I'm bad and wrong. You know, it's like, that's the kind of underlying, like, and, and, you know, it could be voiced like, I'm not good enough, or I'm bad, you know, these kind of things that are, I would say, just kind of like, constant currents in my life. And even though, like an onion, I have dissected a lot of these beliefs throughout the years, oh, they're still there. It's, you know, it's like they are deeply rooted. And it's kind of like you, you don't even realize that there's still a root in there. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Okay, it's like grass if you have a garden. I swear, like, to actually get all the grass out of your garden is like nearly impossible. It's like by the time you pick it all, it's like more have, have sprung out of the earth. Um, it's kind of like that. It's like these things we might live with for the rest of our life, but the layering and the seeing it every time we can see it and then we can kind of begin to practice working with it, you know, I think that the easier it gets and hopefully the less these things will have like a grasp on you. There's another thing that also happens in the circle is, you know, in in Buddhist psychology, they call it othering. And when you're in the circle, like you're the hand on the on the face, it's also really hard to see the other person clearly, because it's just too close. And in in Buddhism, othering simply means like, that person is not a person anymore. They're just an other thing. They're a thing. They're not. It's like we forget the humanness. We forget that they too are struggling. We forget. And when things are, when we're othering things, it's really hard to access compassion. Because we don't see the whole of what's going on, right? You're in the circle. You can't really see what's going on inside there. But when you step out and you look in, you begin to see things more clearly. Like, okay, this person is acting this way because maybe they're scared. Or maybe this person is acting this way because they're in, they're feeling entitled and like, that's also okay. That's a human feeling. That's like, it's, you know, I think that there's, when we're othering people or judging them, you know, whatever, I think, I think both, I think those two go together. I think othering and judging are very closely related, if not the same thing. Um, it's just really hard to form any sort of skillful next action. And especially for me, because I feel so much what other people are presenting. So this person was presenting, I would say like anger. And it's so hard. I get so caught up. It's like, I don't, I can't tell like now I'm angry and I don't know if it's actually mine or if it's yours. Like I'm a feeler type. So I just feel everything in the external and it's really, really tough to distinguish. And it's really tough. Like I actually have to like go and be away or separate myself so that I can begin to process what is mine, what is theirs. Um, and really 
grasp on like how I want to feel and cultivating how I want to feel instead of just being caught in the whirlwind of either my own emotion or the other person's emotion. But anyway, so when I stepped out, I also saw, okay, this is another person. Okay. You know, and I'm frustrated because why I'm frustrated and he's frustrated because why, you know, why, why they're frustrated. And it's just, it's just so human it's like, okay, this is just a human experience. And even me feeling like I'm not good enough or like I've done something wrong or I'm bad, also a human experience. But when you're caught in it, it's really, you know, also another way to think about being caught is like, you know, when a, a hook is like in a fish's cheek, it's like they can't see, they're just caught. They know they're caught and they don't know how to get out of it. And I think being caught can often feel like that. Like, it's like, how do I get out of this? And for me, I think it's the curiosity, like me sitting with it. Like today I started writing. I think doing the practices that help you get outside, like get outside of the circle. So it could be taking a walk. It could be doing some journaling, doing some writing. It could be meditating. It could be giving yourself some actual space from the situation, distracting yourself intentionally, maybe, and then returning, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And as I was like journaling, it just became so loudly clear to me that suffering happens when you're in the circle. It is like, there will be lots of suffering in there. Because when things are murky or unclear or confusing, which I don't know for anybody here but that's listening, but when things are confusing, I suffer a lot. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I say? What do I do? You know, what's the next action? There's like a lot of suffering in that. But when you step out and you look in and you can see things a little bit more clearly, like the suffering does get less. And... Also, for me, when the suffering's less, there's, like, more spaciousness for compassion. There's more spaciousness for clarity. There's more spaciousness for humanness. And I really saw that when I stop making things about me, about me being bad or me making the wrong decision or you know, me, me, me being obsessed with like this, this entity me, then I can really pivot to kind of the inquiry of like, okay, what is there here to learn? This isn't about me. There's nothing wrong with me. This doesn't have anything to do with my character or my worthiness or anything like that. And that is like every single thing in this life. Think about how many things we take personally, like this is about me, this has something to do, like I'm not good enough because of this, you know, it's like that to me is like you're in the circle and you just cannot see clearly because nothing is a, nothing is ever, I don't know, there's like this quote from um, A Course in Miracles, which is like, everything that's real is forever. And it's like you, who you are, the goodness of who you are, or the the, you know, spirit of who you are, I do not think it can go away. I, I think it's, I think it's a living entity. It's a foreverness. Your worthiness is, your worthiness is not actually um, in question. But was it, what was in 
question or what is in question is what is there here to learn? What could I have learned? What can I learn from this situation? And for me, the things that I want to continue to learn and that I'm really dedicated to learning is being upfront as quickly as possible. Like really, like something arises speaking to it. And I think, you know, to do that, you do have to move through some discomfort. And I think that's okay. I think, I think you can ask yourself, okay, why am I feeling uncomfortable? Like there's this person that I work with also that I sometimes feel bad about giving correction to because I know that they're already struggling. And, but what I realize is, is the more upfront and honest and quick that I can give them direction, probably the more confident and the better that they will feel in the long run. Like this is the long game. It's not the short game. So I could be fake and not say it and, you know, tell them that they're doing great. Or you can say like, hey, actually, you need to grow in this area. This is important. This will help you build more confidence. This will help you. You know what I mean? It's like it is actually the kinder thing to just be upfront with people in the moment and to tell the truth, to say the thing that's hard. And, you know, I know a lot of people that maybe listen don't manage people. So, you know, maybe you could think about where this is applicable in your life. But I really do want everyone that comes in contact with me, whether it's at work or not at work. So here we go. I can, I can make it applicable um, to leave like a little bit better. And I don't even know what that means. Like maybe that means more loved Um, maybe that means more cared for, maybe that means better at resolving conflict, maybe that means better being with conflict, um, maybe that means better communication, like, I don't know, whatever it means, maybe that means they're a little bit more positive because they see things slightly differently because, you know, that's something else I really value is the ability to have perspective and to try to see things clearly. But I really do want to leave people better and, this is one way when you're in the circle, it's really, really hard. It's really, really, really hard. It's really, really, really hard to leave people better because you're so caught up in your own whirlwind. But if you step out, you can, okay, okay, here it is. Here's this, this, and this. And it, it takes a while to like untangle the spaghetti, but you can slowly do it if you can see that it's spaghetti. You know what I mean? It's like, if you can see what's going on, you can begin to understand it, know the truth of it, really see it, handle it, take action, move forward. And I wanted to say something else because I had this really beautiful conversation with a friend of mine last night. Um, so I obviously do this job that I have and he owns a logging company and we Both of our jobs are really hard. They're hard for very different reasons, but they're both very, very hard. And I was like, how do you deal with it? Like, I want to know your secrets. Um, You know, tell me, tell me how, and I'll tell you how. Um, And something that he said to me really stuck out, which is just like, we have to remember to have fun. And I was like, how do you, how do you remember how to, like, how do you remember how to do that? Tell me how you remember how to have fun, please. Um, and he just said, you know, who he works with, he's like, who I work with, they have a really great way of always cracking jokes and always making light of things. And they said, because of that, it like makes things easier. And I was like, oh, that's really good. 
And then I was like, but that has nothing to do with you. How do you keep things fun? <laughs> you know, how do you keep things light? And they said, you know, there's like, they know the things that make them feel really good and they really do those things. So they, you know, read at night or they like their house tidy, you know, like the things that really help them. Oh, they also said like they know exactly the number of hours they can work in a day. That was profound to me because I was like, oh yeah, I should definitely define that more. For myself, it's like, you can't have fun if you're overextending yourself all the time. So if you really begin to like know yourself and figure yourself out and know exactly what, you know, what your abilities are, capabilities are so that you can remain present or in good spirit or, um, clear or, you know, just like whatever, then actually there is the spaciousness. There's the space for like fun and stuff. And I've been just like thinking about that so much because anytime we're challenged, anytime we're challenged, it just seems like the very first thing to go is fun. And I, I think it's really great to begin to distinguish like ways to be able to see like I'm in the circle, you know, I'm, I'm too close to the beast to be able to get out of the, you know, I, it's like from being in the circle, I, I'm going to suffer and I, I'm having a hard time getting out of it. And then helping yourself step out of it so that you can see things clearly, you know, bring in some wisdom and insight and be able to move forward, but also to add some fun. Add some fun. And I've been thinking, I'm like, well, the other person is definitely not going to be adding fun. But it's like, that doesn't matter. It's actually, it actually doesn't matter if the other person is having fun or not. You know, that's, that's for them. That's their, that's theirs. It's your job to maintain fun and care and ease and peacefulness in your body, in your experience. And so one way that I have begun to really notice that I'm in the circle is when there is no fun and there's lots of suffering and there's lots of thinking about myself and feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm bad. There's something wrong with me. And then I can really, okay, okay. Practice stepping out, stepping out. And sometimes you'll step out and you'll pop right back in and that's okay. It's a practice. So you step out as many times out of the circle as you can. And then you really, I think one way for me to remember that it's not about me is I can begin, once I'm stepped out of the circle, I can begin to have some compassion for myself, which is just like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You're not supposed to be perfect. Like, you're just supposed to try your best. And when you tried your best and it wasn't the best option, that's okay. Just clean it up. And that I know for sure I'm capable of. You know, that I have confidence in. And then you can bring in some compassion for the other person, you know, and then you can add in some fun and you can add in some, it's just like, you know, it opens up when you step out of the circle, it really opens up everything. And the hope is, is that 
more and more and more that our awareness grows and as our awareness grows then our wisdom can grow and as wisdom grows then maybe suffering will lessen and if you are suffering right now maybe just see how close you are to the the thing that's causing you suffering and see if you can just step a foot away say what does it look like from over here And then maybe two feet away. Okay, what does it look like a little further away? My kitten agrees. (laughs) And if you are suffering, I just want you to know that I am so with you. Oh, man. There's been lots of suffering over here recently, and... And I want to just say again to remember that if you're suffering or something feels challenging, it's probably because there's something important here. And for me, the important thing is I want to learn a lot and I want to do less harm and I want to do less and less and less harm, less and less and less harm. And to myself too, that's really important distinction. I want to do less harm to myself too. And stepping out of the circle is, a, is, a, is actually a choice to do less harm to both others and myself. So if you're suffering, maybe just listen to this podcast a few times and really sit with the inquiries and sit with what it feels like to step out of the circle. Are you othering? Are you really feeling negative about yourself? What is there here to learn? What is the gift that is right here in front of you that wants to show you something? Okay, (sighs) y'all. Deep bows, deep, deep, deep bows. Thank you for joining. Until next time.